Yo, this B-Boy Ranch. I'm DJ Butter, y'all. And this Funky Fresh in the Flesh podcast. podcast. And we got a special guest today, yes, Mr. Yes, E-Love. Yes, yes. <laughs> hey, brothers, how's it going? It's good. Thank going you, great. Man. How you been? <laughs> great, brother. Just been working, putting everything together for 2023, uh, 50th anniversary of hip-hop. I'm excited about the whole 2023. All right. That sounds good. Yeah, so we wanted to uh, bring you on and, you know, um, just show you, you know, ask you some questions, let the world hear a little bit more about you because, you know, growing up in hip-hop, I think this only like my third time hearing you speak, brother. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I have a lot to say. So, yeah, brother, let's get waiting for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember um, when I was a little kid, you know, I think I'm bad was out and um, one of my uncle's friends who, you know, all the older guys wasn't really into rap that much. But I remember they seen, uh, um, I think LL was performing and you was standing there and the older guy was like, man, that's a grown man right there. He's serious. <laughs> so Serious. Yeah. Yeah. So we always looked at you as that person that that was serious, that was about his business. And that was the image and and our perception of you over the years. I appreciate that. That's exactly what it is, bro. Because, you know, growing up in New York, especially in Queens, you had to be that guy in the block or you you were playing sports or you was that guy in the block or you had some skills on the mic. So I was there to portray that guy that was on the street corner that you wasn't really sure what he was about. Right, right. I yeah. don't think nobody wanted to try you neither. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, that's good. See, hey, talk, let's... talk about um, that, um, you ever consider rapping or, or DJing? Or, I know you you were producing at, at some point, right? My rapping skills is horrendous. I wouldn't even insult you guys with that. I'm a <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I know what I can and can't do. DJ is not exactly my thing. Production is more my, my speed and directing. You know, I got a couple of uh, of uh, soundtracks coming out with music to a video game that we have coming out probably in the fourth quarter of 2023. We got two games. We should be dropping the games. One is a driving game. The other one is the boxer game. The name of the driving game is called Fearless D. D stands for Drift King. He's the guy behind the Fast and Furious franchise. Actually brought the drifting to the 2016 Comic-Con along with Stanley and Jeremy Renner. All right. Let's go. So you um you talked about the production side of it. Just were you producing any of the music back in the 80s or any of the music in your account back then? Oh yeah, I mean I had a hand in on I had a hand in on a lot of different songs, you know. Uh uh, when you're in the studio working on on a song, everybody in the studio has some input on every song. That's just how it is. Everybody has chimed in. We should do it this way. You should do it that way. No drum, no drums. The hi hat set. Everybody brought something to the table. Right. Yeah, yeah that's about. Hey, well, I got talk about your your, your directing. Right. Not to cut you off, Reg. Um, yeah. You're directing. Um, you did some stuff with um, was it Tupac? Oh. I I did uh Gangster Party Snoop, 
Snoop, uh, Tupac, Gangsta Party. Uh, wow. I, I worked first, second camera on that. That's my boy, Gobi. That was back, back in the day. Uh, uh, Bobcat wrote most of the treatment for uh, uh, Bad. I'm bad. I put the guy in the chokehold. I, I directed a lot of commercials for Levi, Gateway, BCBG. And I have a, several other videos that's going to be coming out third, fourth quarter. These are all music from the soundtrack to the video games that we have coming out fourth quarter. Wow. Okay. That's dope. See, we never, we never knew that back, wow. back oh, then. Yeah. Song, we, you know, I got the, the theme song for the reality show called In That Corner. That's the name of the reality show called In That Corner. And the podcast has the same title. I already have the theme song done by Chuck D. It's a banger, bro. You got to hear this wow. one, Chuck D. Wow. Chuck, Chuck's best verse I've heard. So we got, the, got that song. That's the theme song for the podcast as well as the reality show. Hey, speaking of Chuck D, man, so I just found out, I don't know if the audience can see this, but this image right here, tell us the, the history behind that right there because um, – that, that's the number one logo in all of hip-hop. I mean, think of all the iconic logos in hip-hop from the Def Jam logo to the Run DMC logo to uh, Snoop's logo to Eminem's logo to the Wu-Tang's Clan's logo. Wow. Chuck D <laughs> saw a picture of me in a magazine. So Chuck snaps the picture out the magazine. You know, Chuck's a graphics artist, right? So what Chuck did, he sketched out my silhouette and he put my silhouette in the bullseye of PE after they chipped me off. We signed the contract. He's like, yo, yo, you're gonna be the logo for PE. Are you good with that? Absolutely, Chuck. Why wouldn't I be good with that? So <laughs> contract made it happen and boom. It's uh the number one logo in all the hip hop. So we have that whole history of the logo. We're gonna do some special things with it for the 50th anniversary of hip hop. That's dope. Wow. Hey, and speaking of that, because you brought up something that's very interesting that you guys did some paperwork behind that and you said they broke you off to use that. Um, just tell me, like, how important was it and, and who idea was it? Was it something Chuck presented to you to say, hey, here's the contract. We want to use your image and likeness. Or did you guys just kind of go back and forth and negotiate something? And, you know, deals was really simple back in the day where it wasn't like, uh, it was really Bill Stephanie calling me up to E, oh, yo, uh, come on over to the office, need to talk to us. Went over to the office, sat down, he said, I, I thought something was wrong. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? He said, well, uh, Chuck, Chuck want to use your likeness for the Lord. Oh, they told him, give it to me, shot by my peeps, this is, it's all good, signed it, and uh, been rocking ever since. Uh, so, so are you st still um and if you don't mind me asking do you still earn money off of that off of off of them using it for different album sales and things of that nature uh i got chipped off so i wasn't really stressing the long term but now okay. that the, see back then i'm glad you asked me that question because this was 87 88 there was no digital keep that in mind at that time right, right. now the whole thing the whole situation has changed there's digital now. Now we even have the NFTs, right? So now right. it's like 
It's a whole, everything is new now. You know what I'm saying? So now it's time to sit down, have that second conversation, which is called a sequel. And, you know, uh, we'll, we'll put something together. I spoke to him about it. And he said, you know, do your thing and bring the deal. If it makes sense, we'll sign off and keep it pushing. So uh, we have a couple of different things we that I'm putting uh, that I'm putting in order right now towards the NFT situation. So that's still in the works. Right, yeah. that's good what to hear you, brothers you, working uh, something out like yeah, that. Yeah, that's dope. Man. Oh, absolutely. When did y'all? When did that's when did when did he create the logo? What year? Six eight seven, some something like that. Wow. Yeah, it was wow. eight, eight, eight seven around that time. What was the first? What was the first time you met LL and Cut Creator? How do you guys meet? Well, I, I met Cut. Uh, I knew Cut before because Cut Cut's a couple years older than me because. Cut's around my sister's age, and me and Cut met because Cut has a younger brother named Keith. Keith is my age. And me and Keith was in the same grade, and Cut and my sister was in the same grade. So I was rocking with Keith, and I introduced me to his brother Cut, and we started, you know, we had a crew called the Farmer's Crew. And then uh, I met LL. I met Todd. Uh, whew, man. I met Todd. He was like 13, 12, 13, you know, young kid in the block. But I knew he had the skills. I'm like, this kid's nice, right? He's going to go all the way, guys. This is the guy right here is going to go all the way. And sure enough, I was right. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, both, so so you're older than LL? A couple years, yeah. Okay. All right. That's dope. Can, tell me a little bit about, so when Crush Groove came out, you know, everybody remember LL walking in and saying, box. But that made all three of you guys stars at that point in time. Because yeah. that scene, it was like your your persona stood out. And that was like, I don't care what y'all say. I got my man E with me. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like during that time? And how old were you when that came out? It was like 8, 17, 18. Wow. 18. Yeah, we was, we was just leaving the high school at that point in time. And... Uh, George Jackson, I'll never forget how the whole thing went down. George Jackson, rest his soul, God, God rest uh, George Jackson's soul. But uh, George, I was talking to George every single day. I'm like, George, this is an opportunity we can get in here real quick. To e, E, E. We have Run DMC. We have New Edition. We have the Fat Boys. We have Curtis Blow. And we have Sheila E. You see everybody's name? Okay. You guys are not there yet. Okay. You only have one. You, 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 you aren't there yet. You guys got to be patient. I said, okay, George, I'm reading the sides every day. So I'm reading the sides early that morning. I said, hold up. This is an audition. We can just walk in right after R&B singer and, yo, he can start performing. <laughs> Let's give it a shot. I said, yo, we got to get today. So we walked and did our thing and bang. That was one of the iconic scenes in that movie. Distributed by Warner Brothers theatrical release, 85. Wow. We it. Go to Netflix. Go to Hulu. It's their crushed rule. Got do your history. Oh yeah. What so are, you... what is what is your favorite memories? Um, just like it, y'all like the cornerstone of hip hop, man. Um, from you being a um, a teenager to now, like, what is your favorite memories? I, I know the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was just recently, and you guys are just united just recently. And we, you know the, the fans miss seeing you in the public spotlight after years. I well, think you recently, was. I, I was in the hospital for three years. 
Yeah. yeah I stopped like eight times in uh, 89 to be exact. That was the second time I got shot. The first time was 1987 when I was in Jackson, Mississippi. But 89, I missed three years. The guys on did their thing. Uh, Rock Hall Hall of Fame, that was like, uh, I mean, that was an iconic moment. Not too many times you're going to be on stage looking into the audience, seeing Jay-Z, Beyonce, Fruit Fighters, Paul McCartney. It was I good mean, to see you there, man. See those guys sitting there eating dinner yeah. and looking at you. That that's a moment right there. I'll never forget yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. That's what you got? A virtual reality com uh reality company? What what's talking yeah. about that? I know that's going on real heavy. Well, now. VR in VR innovator, right? Started the company twenty fifteen when I moved to Japan. I'm living in Tokyo now. And I wow. moved out there to pursue my video game side. As, as a game developer. So I had like four engineers with me, because I'm not an engineer, but I hired four, five engineers, I brought them with me from Utah. So we made the game three times around the track. Me and my partner at that time, Rika, Rika was really big on the video game side because she did the composing for Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. You guys gamers? Um, no, I play a little bit, but not as much as I used to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at a certain age, you just don't have time like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, right. What happened was, uh, when we made the game, we made we made two times around the track, and we showed it to a couple of different uh, game companies out there. So one game company, which became our VC, they gave us, they funded us enough to uh, complete the game, at least the, the portal of the game, I should say. So after... Uh, about six months, we decided we were going to do the first Tokyo International Comic Con. So we brought Stan Lee out. This is 2016. We brought wow. Stan, Jeremy Renner, Lance Hendrickson, and Steve Wozniak. Steve Wozniak, co-founder of Apple, he flaked out last minute. So we still had a good lineup, and we had 150,000 people there three straight days. That was the first Tokyo International Comic Con. So from there, I started working on the driving and the boxing game. Wow. And on the boxing game, my godson, he's actually one of the top fighters in the game right now, uh, Tiafimo Lopez. He's a welterweight. He he uh, he was the lightweight champ of the world when he beat Lomachenko, but he's the face of the boxing game. Tiafimo okay. and Foley was my dude. Wow. That's dope. It's like you, you the face of like, you know, coming up, we were, we were like, E Love is the goon, the goon. But you know how smart you are, man. It's just amazing, man, just to hear you, you know, to hear you talk like this, man, for real. That, you know. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's dope. You're, With, you're um, real serious about your stuff, you know, just to hear this is great. You know? Yep. Uh, um, just, I want to double back on, on the crush groove a little bit. So you said you were 17, 18 at the time. You were still in high school. What was that experience like? The movie came out while you was in high school or y'all filmed while you was in high I school? I was leaving high school at that time. And, uh, you know, I, I, I had a crazy high school. Now I had, uh, Eric B was in my high school with me. Me and Eric B. Tyson was high school since the ninth grade. Me, Eric B, Ant Live, God rest his soul. That was Eric B's brother, and you know, uh, Say Adams. You know, say you know, you know, say. Nah, I don't. Say's a logo guy. He does everybody's logo. If you hit his name, Say Adams. 
he come right. Oh, I seen that logo. Yeah, he's he's tight with the uh with the pen. You know what I'm okay. saying? Yeah. So very interested in high school. Uh, high school was great because the movie was out, music's on the radio, and we were like, stars go to class, like teachers tell do that, huh? You know, but it was it was definitely an experience though. We had we had a great time in high school. Uh, yeah. Man, did you hey. imagine seeing that everything coming coming full circle like this? How LL's like the goat for real and, and you know, having his own radio station and you know, all this all this stuff just like it's it's like He's the face of hip hop, you know, in a lot of ways. You know. to the face of hip hop. That's why I'm all set to him. He came from Farmers Boulevard to the face of hip hop. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the goal. I mean, there's nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I hear everybody start talking about who's the best MC. I'm like, dude, let's not even have this conversation, right? right. Everybody accolades, everybody sold a certain amount of records, but that guy's the he's the goal as far as I'm concerned. He's the best. Rapper, in my opinion, the best artist mm. to ever right. really at that level on a continuous basis for a length of time. Right. I mean, can't yeah. deny no, no denying that. That's true. I think um, you you guys invented what you know. Run always had a certain swag about him, but I think you guys combined created such a, a style and what we call what people call nowadays swag but i think you guys ll was the first person people really wanted to imitate like we imitated run yeah, on the yeah. mic, but a lot of people imitated ll's walk demeanor and it was always somebody bomb like i'm gonna be e love you know what i'm saying <laughs> so like this do you see some of that in the younger artists now, just kind of that um, bravado, braggadocious? Do you see how that kind of evolved into what hip-hop is today? Uh, some of the young artists, you know, I, I like I like what some of these young artists are doing, don't get me wrong, but the only problem I have with this generation, everything sounds alike. Everybody look alike. There's nothing to differentiate one artist from the next. Everybody's look is very similar. Everybody's right. walk, everybody's there. Back in the day, you had Run DMC one way. You had the Fat Boy. You had Houdini, lovers over here. You had LL, hardcore dude, love at the same time. He had the he had both bases, the guys, and he had the chicks. Then you had Big Daddy Kane. You had Heavy D. You had groups where every group had a different sound and a different. Right. That's my only problem with this generation. Everybody look the same and sound the same. Right, right. And let me ask you this: Were you, um, you were, you were still involved with the music side? Were you, were you on a nitro tour? When? Uh, well, I think I was in the hospital during the nitro tour. Okay, all yeah. right. Yeah, I did a couple of tours, and then I was, I mean, I was shut down for three years. Oh and wow! One year rehab, so that was really four years, you know. Okay. Yeah. I missed right. part of the early, the early, uh, yeah, I missed a large part of the night. Wow. wow. Yeah. What was it like going on tour though in the, in the late eighties and, you know, I'll tell you something. There's nothing. <laughs> the fun we had out there, nobody had camera phone. There was no digital radio. 
all of a sudden you're going to be uploaded on YouTube and everybody can see what you just did. There was none of that. I'm saying thank God because we had our moments out there now. But see, everything now, there's no mystery anymore. Right. You can see everybody on their social media page. You see what everybody's doing. So there's no reason for a Soul Train bandstand. Back in the day, you you saw your favorite artist on Soul Train or bandstand. Right. You waited for their video. You waited for the music to be in the store. You waited for them to show up at the in-store, sign your jacket after you bought your 12-inch, take a picture, and then they walked off. And then they would come into the show that night. There's none of that now. Right, right. That, there's a lot missing from the game. Don't get me wrong. Uh, social media and the digital attitude also took things away also. Right. It, it's like a little bit of overexposure to our favorite celebrities now. Right, right. Yeah. Exposure, you can just, I can go and see anybody right now on, on IG. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I mean, it, it, there's, no, there's no thirst where there's lines around the block for the in-stores. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's no college promo tours anymore. What happened to those days? Right. College promotion tours before you hit the major tours in June, July, or August of that summer. Wow. So tell us something. You 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 heard any any of LL's new music? He played some stuff for me at Fire. Uh he played some songs for me. Uh they were they were bangers. Mm. They I'm like wow. I mean they were and they, he was not alone in those songs either. So they were really wow. <laughs> I'm not gonna say who's on it, but trust me, they were all household names and they were all spitting fire. I'm like, man. Oh, I was yeah. like, and Q tip did this thing. I mean, tip did most of the production, just about all the production arts, I would say. Um he did this thing. The, the tracks is bangers and the songs was flowing. Now, I'm not just I'm not a yes guy. If it's not right, I'm I'm like, yeah, you need to fix this or whatever, but they were like like that. Yeah. Like hey, hey, speaking of that, did when when you guys were like in the creative process, did you ever say like no to certain stuff or get your opinion and be like, no, nah, that ain't it, L? Or oh, we we we, we also know everybody. I mean, we also know. I mean, if it's not right, I'm 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 not gonna be like I'm not a yes guy at all. I'll tell you in a heartbeat, no, this is not hitting. Uh, right. No, actually, one of my favorite words because. Not too many times it's really like, man, this is a this is the winner right here. You know, but we all had our moments where we thought things wasn't right and uh, you know, let's stay here and fix until it is right. That's what we did. We was, he was all about perfection, you know, work with him, perfection. If he'll stay in the studio all night until it's right. If it's not right, he's not leaving. And nobody else is leaving either. So you know, get you get you food and you read right. Nobody's going anywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. One one last question, you love. Um, you know, uh, you know, it's a lot of museums that's happening around the world with hip hop and stuff, man. Y'all, y'all are like the face of uh, magazine posters, and you know, just the face of cool. Tell me something. What do y'all What do y'all do with y'all? Um, your throwback jogging suits and stuff. You put those stuff in, in storage, or, you know, all that stuff is just is, is in the museums and stuff like that. Or? Uh, there's a lot of the stuff that's in different museums. You know, my, my sister was in the museum in uh, France and 
she was just going through a different museum, different room. And they said, oh, they have a pop culture music in the other room. And she went over there. Oh, there go my brother right there. Oh wow! Okay, wow. Uh, you know, uh, the early pictures is in all the Getty Images museums because Getty Images mm. bought all the early pictures. But as far as the wardrobe and the memorabilia and the hats and the jerseys and all that, uh, I got some of my stuff going to a museum in the Bronx in New York, and uh, I have another guy who's put near the museum in Vegas on some of my stuff. So, yeah, I just donate to the museums, you know. Uh, we uh, looking for them troop outfits. <laughs> bro, 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 bro. <laughs> that, that was one of the early, early brands on on, on uh, the apparel side. We had a great situation with troop. We, we actually... Next to Run DMC, we were actually one of the first group to get an endorsement deal, apparel wise, and we killed them. Everybody was rocking through early '80s, mid '80s. You ain't yeah. have you was not rocking. Troop was just as popular as Nike was right now. Back <laughs> yeah, right. You didn't have Troop head to toe. Don't come to the concert. Yeah, y'all introduced the world of Troop because it was amazing. Like. You know, we were all in Detroit. We were big on Adidas, and of course, eventually Jordan came out. But when y'all dropped with the troop outfits and the shoes, it was like a whole new wave of just styling everything with troop. And we were a troop for a few years there, just because of y'all. Nobody was even thinking about troop. Yeah, yeah. y'all were. <laughs> yeah. He'd be another level, no doubts about it. It was an honor. Uh, them guys was cool, and uh, you know, it 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 was definitely needed because right after Troop, Booba was around the corner. Carl yeah. cannot doing the thing. I mean, that was one of the early early brands in the game. That's true. Right. Yeah. Right. Hey, what, what's you, your um, last words, man? Go ahead, Rez. Go oh, ahead. I just want. Uh, did you um co-write going back to Kelly? Kelly? Yeah, I want to ask you that. I that one, but uh, I had some ideas, but. You know that one. They that one was, bam. Okay, my brain's a little scrap. I had a little input on that, but that that was mainly on Ella Rick Rubin. But that was that okay. Was, yeah. Okay. Boy, lit it up with the horn. Dan, dan, dan. Yeah. I the horns. Roy, Roy King, Roy Kilter. No doubt. No. Yeah. What's your message to the guys that's out there? You know, all this chaos is going on, these wanna-be tough guys and stuff, and, and here you are was the face of that, but your brilliance, man, is coming out, you know, on with us, Ela. Oh, what, what you got, you know, for the world to know, the, the youth is kind of, you know, y'all brought the fun to the tough guyness, you know, this and they here to hear you that's, talking that's about. I mean, we, we did that in the 80s and 90s, bro. Right now, it's all about, for me, I have a 501c3. Uh, I work with this law firm, and we actually put 300 kids through college in the last 12 years, bro. You know what I'm wow. saying? Uh, I have a program that we, we make sure the youth learn coding, programming, and game development. I'm all about teaching the kids technology because you can't get anywhere without technology in today's world. So... Uh, all that tough guy stuff, bro. 
You're only tough when you can take care of your family. That's when you're tough. You know what I'm saying? When you can take care of your family and, and provide for them, that's when that's when you you you're doing a good job. So that tough guy street stuff, bro. Different era right now. Right now, you gotta make sure the kids is right. Make sure the, your family and the elders, elderly people in your neighborhood is taken care of. That's what you do when you want to be tough. Take care of the hood. Man, thank you, man. Thank you, man. All right, we want to thank you for coming out, man. Coming on the show, and and again, man, always a legend. You get the much, much, much man. respect from from Salute, a, a Detroit, Detroit love, y'all, man. You just have no idea. Oh, oh, you know, I I used to have a house in Gross Point, bro. Oh, for wow. real? Oh, <laughs> when when the Super Bowl came in two thousand and seven or six, I had a huge event called Super Bowl Super Screen. My boy Kid, I don't know if you know Kid from Kids World, but he produced Rick Ross, Ross of Five Nine D Twelve. He had a we had a studio in Bloomfield Hills. We okay. just about two years ago to Laugh Village in the D, bro. Wow, mm. I didn't bro, know that. I'm, I met DMC that year. The Super Bowl was here, so that's wow. that's funny. I had a huge event that year during Super Bowl, bro. Yeah. Wow. wow. You never knew that. We, we had an event that was called Super Bowl Super Screen, baby. We had artists come by and perform. Uh, we had football players come through. I brought Eddie, Eddie George through. I brought a ton of different artists and a ton of different ball players through. We had BG roll the song for the soundtrack that we dropped before that called, uh, you know, BG to Stunts. I'm going to send you a sound, link to the soundtrack. Okay. 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 Yeah, All man, right. Thanks again, man, to the thanks. face of the public enemy logo right here. <laughs> Thank you. God bless. Everybody, peace out. Y'all, you guys be safe out here, bro. God bless, man. Still right, bigger and deafer. Funky, fresh love. in the flesh. We out. Yes. Another great episode. <laughs>